Mana 3 Media. Let's face it, the world is just a messy place. There's probably not one of us that hasn't heard a lesson or some information at some point and said, hey, with all that's going on around me, what difference does that make? I'm Dr. Mike Courtney. I'm a counselor, a lifelong recoverer, a husband, a father, a business owner, a grandfather, and I love to ask this question, what difference does that make? Hi, and thanks for listening to What Difference Does That Make? During this Lent season, uh, we combine the What Difference Does That Make podcast with a daily going deeper Bible study, a quick little look at a verse of the day. And, uh, and today it is especially appropriate to do that. I'm excited about both sides of this podcast. At the beginning, uh, Reagan Harlow, who is just a bright, bright young woman. Uh, Reagan is a graduate intern at Branches, and we are delighted to have her. Uh, Reagan made a presentation uh, about a week ago on attachment theory. Attachment uh, theory is the idea that we develop attachment styles uh, in early childhood, and those attachment styles we carry with us into adulthood, and they impact our relationships. Sometimes we wonder why we have such a difficult time uh, having healthy relationships. It's because the attachment styles that we brought from childhood. And and Reagan presents that in the simplest of terms using the illustration of a caterpillar. So I'm excited for you to hear Reagan and hear what she has to say about attachment styles. And then I want to attach, uh, you see what I did there? I want to attach to that a quick look at just a couple of verses from John chapter 7. That's the scripture reading for today. If you are joining us in the Going Deep uh, daily uh, mini podcast and, and, and look at the attachment style that Jesus modeled in his ability to relate to the Father, his identity. He knew who he was. He knew where he came from. He knew what he was about. And that healthy attachment to the Father modeled in his identity is kind of what we'll look at very quickly as we talk about holding on to who you are. So listen first to Reagan Harlow. She's bright, and you'll enjoy what she has to say. Hello. Today, I would like to talk to you about attachment styles. There are four distinct types And the first one is secure attachment. A securely attached person connects easily with others and they are comfortable being vulnerable in a relationship and comfortable when a partner is vulnerable with them. They do not fear abandonment and they set boundaries and respect boundaries of their partner. They communicate boundaries and uphold them and they're mindful of taking on the role of caregiver in relationships. They meet their own needs so that they can help meet the needs of others. The next one is avoidant attachment. People who are avoidantly attached feel uncomfortable when getting too close to others and they find it difficult to trust people. They also find it difficult to be vulnerable and they often need space to recharge 
after social events. They deal with life without feeling life. Some ways that they may cope, which are healthy, is scheduling alone time, communicating this need to their partner, and finding awareness of the parts in my, of their mind and body that shut down feelings. Where do they hold emotions and tension in their bodies to avoid feeling it? What do they do to avoid feeling? The next one is anxious attachment. People who are anxiously attached, it's also referred to as ambivalent attachment sometimes worry about being abandoned. They desire intense physical and emotional connection. They are dependent on other people to meet their emotional needs. They may lack boundaries or have difficulty respecting a partner's boundaries. They are feeling all of the pain and emotions of life, but without dealing with those feelings. Some positive ways to cope with having an anxious attachment style can be using positive affirmations. I am enough. I have enough. I do enough. Setting boundaries. Creating a social support network and learning how to spend time alone. Learning how to honor one's needs themselves. Finally, the last is disorganized attachment. People with disorganized attachment often experience a trauma very early in life by someone who was supposed to love them. They may feel unworthy of love and live with an intense fear of being hurt. They may alternate between extreme avoidance and anxiety in relationships. This is often born out of abuse and neglect. People with disorganized attachment feel frightened, but have no solution on how to cope with this fear. They feel debilitating confusion when presented with their own emotions and the emotions of people they love. Some ways to cope with this type of attachment style can be making one promise to yourself and keeping it. Learning your triggers and creating a plan for when you encounter them and communicating these triggers to your partner. Now, I want you to consider something maybe a little strange, but what if these attachment styles were caterpillars? Caterpillars have one sole purpose, to fulfill their own needs to make it to the next stage of life. They do this through eating vegetation and finding a spot to attach themselves upside down to begin the process of spinning into a cocoon. This attachment must be secure enough to hold space for this little creature to begin a transformation into a butterfly. But what if the caterpillar avoided meeting its needs of food and shelter? What if the world seemed just too scary? Or what if the caterpillar chose a branch or a leaf that couldn't sustain or support it? 
What if the caterpillar became frozen in ambivalence of the choice to eat this leaf or choose this branch to make its cocoon? Or what would happen if a human or another animal interfered and took the caterpillar to an environment with no safe trees or branches where it was completely confused on how to find safety and how to meet its needs? The caterpillar, a simple creature, must have a secure relationship with itself to become a butterfly. That is its divine purpose. When we think about our own journeys to finding our purpose, what makes us happy, fulfilled, and aligned to our values, we may be confused, scared, or stuck in a decision paralysis. Having a healthy attachment in our relationships with ourselves can help us meet our needs so that we can begin the transformation into our best self. The caterpillar spends so much time and energy meeting its needs so that it can become a butterfly. Are you avoiding taking care of yourself? Are you talking yourself out of doing things that you know would help make you happy? Are you unsure of how to love yourself because you haven't seen healthy love before? A yes to these questions may indicate that you need to examine your relationship with yourself so that you can fully experience your divine purpose in this world. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Didn't Reagan do a great job with that? Attachment style is just interesting. And so many times, again, as we are wondering about the, the difficulties that we have in personal relationships, we can trace that back to early childhood, usually before the age of three, and how we learn to attach to our parents uh, or, or did not learn to do that. So thank you, Reagan, for that, and thank you for listening to that. Well, I, I want to turn that now to a very quick uh, going deep moment in uh, looking at our daily reading. Each day, if you're not a part of going deep, I encourage you to to look into that, to join us. You can go to branchesblog.com and find the reading for the day and find a comment for that day. But uh, today, the daily reading was John chapter 7. And in the middle of John chapter 7, there's a lot of discussion in here about uh, about who Jesus is. He's teaching. He's rejected. Uh, he, he talks to them about accepting Moses but not accepting him and all those things. In the middle of that chapter, uh, in verse 28, then Jesus, in, yes, verse 28, then Jesus, still teaching in the temple courts, cried out, Yes, you know me, and you know where I am from. I am not here on my own authority, but he who sent me is true. You do not know him, but I know him, because I am from him, and he sent me. One of the things that you have to say about Jesus is he knew who he was. He had no doubt about his identity. One of the earliest stories we read about him is him in the temple, leaving his parents and, and in the temple, and they come back to look for him. He says, hey, I have to be about my father's business. A little later in this book, in John chapter 17, before he prays that great high priestly prayer, he will say, Father, the time has come to glorify your son. 
I was with you before the world ever began. He, he knows where he came from. He knows what he's supposed to do. He knows where his identity lies. And quite honestly, from a human standpoint, it's what I believe gave him the, the strength and the ability to face the things that he is going to face in the next uh, few days as he moves towards the cross. Identity, holding on. We're talking this week about holding on. Holding on to who you are is absolutely crucial. And so from, from this little verse, three thoughts about, about attaching. Uh, I'm using uh, Reagan's word, attaching our identity to the right thing. We attach our identity to the right place when we, uh, when we give our past to the one who created us. Listen, our parents were not perfect. Nobody's parents were perfect. Dora says sometimes, do you think that we wounded our children? I say, well, of course we did. That's what we're supposed to do. That's the whole circle of life. We wound them, they get healthy, and then they turn around and wound their own kids. Uh, nobody's parents are perfect and we bring our past into the present and we have to deal with that and we're impacted by that but rather than attaching to that when we attach our past to the one who created us to the one who is able to reimagine to reinterpret our past we, we find great health in that we grow in that our identity is set when we're able to do that here's the second thing Attach your purpose to the one who calls you. We're all looking for a reason to be. We're all looking for something that we are about. What's our purpose? What, what's our meaning in life? Well, great health, a strong identity is found when we are able to attach our purpose to the one who calls us. Uh, we are fearfully and wonderfully made and we are called to to glorify the the one who made us uh to to serve him to to impact the world for him and so when i began to see my purpose in him as opposed to anything else my identity is made strong and i'm i'm healthy i'm 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 content in who i am i'm attached to the right place Attach your past to the one who created you. Attach your purpose to the one who calls you. And then, here's the last thing. Attach your pleasure to the one who loves you. What gives you value or worth? What makes you want to get out of bed in the morning? What, what do you feel good about? Where does your pleasure come from? Well, when it's in the right place, it comes from the one who loves us with an everlasting love. I am grateful for my wife. I love her dearly, and she makes she makes my world better. I'm so thankful for my children and my grandchildren, and, and they give me great pleasure to be with them and to watch them. But my ultimate pleasure comes from being attached to the one who loves me like like they are not even able to, to the one who loves me like no one else can, to the Father. So, hold on to your identity. Not that thing that you brought from your childhood, but to the identity that God gives you, the identity that allows you to reimagine your past, to know, be sure of your purpose, and to get your pleasure in Him. 
Thanks for being a part of this for these 40 days. Thanks for being a part of this today. And thank you, Reagan, for uh, reminding us of attachment theory. So we always end with this. What difference does that make? Well, here's the difference it makes. When we hold on to the self that God created us to be, instead of the self that the world is telling us that we in, we will have a strong attachment. We will have a healthy identity and we will know the peace that passes all understanding. That's my prayer for you today. God bless you. Thanks for being a part of what difference does that make and going deep. What Difference Does That Make with Dr. Mike Courtney is part of the Mana 3 Media Network. It is hosted by Dr. Mike Courtney and is produced and edited by me, David Wilkinson. We'd love for you to subscribe to What Difference Does That Make wherever podcasts are downloaded. Be sure to check out our episode show notes. You can learn more about Branches Counseling Center on Facebook and Instagram, and you can check out more podcasts by Mana 3 Media on Instagram at Mana 3 Media. That's M-A-N-A, the number three, media. Mana 3 Media.